I'm Danny, that witch next door. And you're listening to That Witch Podcast. Hello, everyone, and happy Friday. Welcome to another episode here at That Witch Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm that witch next door, your host, your guide, your mentor, and your instructor in all things magic, witchcraft, astrology, and witchy business. And today is such a fun episode. I hope you are as excited as I am to learn more about psychic powers, spirit messages, and divination. I think that these three terms... are actually kind of used interchangeably and they are not synonyms. They are not interchangeable. These are three very different things. These things come from different places. They serve different purposes and we work with them in different ways. And so this is one of my favorite, well, each of these subjects are some of my favorite things to teach about with my clients, um, especially in my mentorship. We Definitely we'll be diving into lots of these specific practices in that witch school. So make sure you're on the wait list for that. But I, I really can't wait because I think that one of the biggest, uh, myths that we're going to dispel today that I'm so excited about is that, uh, one or more of these are for a certain type of person or you have to be born a certain way or born from a certain family. Nope. Psychic powers, spirit messages, and divination, these broad, broad umbrella terms, these are open subjects, okay, that you, and they're huge. Each of these is, is a humongous ocean, okay? So within these, we might find some closed practices, but these giant umbrellas themselves, no, these are just huge, broad terms that I am so excited to teach all of you about today. So first, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about kind of the difference and the definition of each one, kind of their uses and purpose. Um, But I do also want to round out the episode talking about the importance of grounding and energetic boundaries or energetic protection, um, because really enacting or activating or participating in any of these practices do really open you up on a spiritual level, which is amazing and beautiful. And that's definitely the goal. But we don't want to do that mindlessly and willy-nilly and be just super vulnerable to our world and our universe and just any energy around us, right? So we'll talk a little bit about um, energetic boundaries and stuff like that at the end and kind of using some of these things responsibly so that for anybody that is really curious and interested in exploring any of these but might be feeling nervous or even fearful or scared about maybe myths or rumors you've heard about these or you were taught in childhood. Um, I, I'm going to go over kind of the, the safety of everything at the end so that anyone can feel really confident and really comfortable walking into any of these, any of these realms, honestly. So let's get started with psychic powers. I actually don't like calling it this anymore. I really, I, I have a near and dear place in my heart for the term psychic, um, for its true and pure definition. Uh, but it has unfortunately been so watered down and then now solidified into, uh, this like image that, a lot of us bring up of almost like a scammy crystal ball fortune teller or this old school idea that you go and pay somebody and sit down and they just tell you what to expect in your life, right? All of these just, here's exactly, you know, what's going to happen to you. Essentially, you can do this or you can't do that. And we, for a long time, removed or dimmed a lot of people's shining power, honestly, their their natural light and power uh, through that unfortunate 
uh, time in spiritual history. And so actually what I like to call uh, psychic powers is unfortunately, yes, another buzz term right now, but this is intuition. Now, I know that we hear a lot these days, right? We hear a lot these days about our intuition. And I don't know that we understand it necessarily, even though we tell so many people, listen to your intuition, listen to your intuition. Um, It took me a while to kind of sift through all of the different voices and whatnot in my head to really kind of find and then build a bond and connection with my intuition. There are so many other thoughts and ideas. And then on top of that, distractions and and different signs going on around you, or maybe they're not signs. Like there's, there's so many things externally and internally that are distracting us. And that's not your fault. That is just part of our form in this life on this earth. And so it's, it's actually not that easy. And then on top of that, we weren't taught in the first place. Not only were we not taught in the first place to listen to our intuition, it was attempted to be squashed out of us um, in our conditioning, right? So we're not only having to really reparent ourselves, many of us, if not most of us, um, but we're also having to reintroduce ourselves and reconnect with and strengthen our bond with our intuition. So your intuition, in my personal definition, in my personal experience and understanding of it, is kind of a culmination of things. This is like talking directly to your soul, okay? Your your purest form of yourself and contained within your soul is all of your soul's knowledge, okay? Which again, in this life form is not knowledge that we come here super equipped with, okay? We're, we're very much meant in these earth lessons and earth lives to relearn and reintroduce ourselves to our power. It's much, much more effective, I believe, because then we don't take it for granted lifetime after lifetime. This is what makes it really sad that so many of us are unfortunately, right, byproducts of of our conditioning. And I'm sure many of you know people that are actually extremely intuitive people, um, but they, they ignore that or they avoid that natural voice inside themselves. And it's really sad and it can even be really, really frustrating. But I do want to mention that within this intuition, within this core essence of your very soul, right, which spans all of your existence and all of your lifetimes. This is what contains our higher self. So when you hear that term, our intuition contains our higher self. I also believe that it contains spirit or any subcategory or label you have for the term spirit, whether that be God, universe, etc. Okay. Um, your intuition is never, ever wrong. I know that I've mentioned this a few times, but that's because it is a different dimension of our being. And like I said, it it contains a knowledge and understanding and experience that we can't understand in this form to its fullest. We are very, very much as humans in this form, not meant to. I really like to reiterate that because I think so many people early on in spirituality, especially psychic work, get frustrated that they just don't know everything, that there's still this, oh no, you still have to embrace the mystery. You still have to embrace that there are just parts of life 
that we are meant to always be trying to unlock and trying to explore. Um, when you kind of surrender into that, it's actually a really beautiful concept because it means that there's this never-ending and infinite aspect to our being and our experience and our expansion and our learning. So I actually love that, but it can it can be a challenge for some people, which is why I really always remind you that it's it's normal and you're not supposed to know everything, everything. However, we all have an intuition, every single person, every single life form, okay? And we can strengthen our bond. We can learn how to more effectively tap into. We can learn how to more effectively communicate with our intuition. And we can learn how to more effectively hear our intuition. Oops, sorry. I usually put my phone on silent. (laughs) Um, And so this is not in any way something that some people are born with and some people are not. Okay. So this is, this is something that I don't care who you are, where you're from, how much money you have, how much money you don't, who you have access to, who you don't, you got an intuition and my babe, you better start using it because just as much as we can, and everyone has the ability to learn and strengthen and expand, um, our connection with our intuition, more and more effectively, the opposite can and very much will happen if we continuously don't practice working with our intuition. And it's even worse when we very purposefully ignore our intuition. What does that look like? It looks like somebody that is constantly like selling themselves out, um, not, not acting authentically or aligned at all or in in big areas of life or on a regular basis okay that is directly ignoring your purest essence of yourself okay um now the cool part about intuition is this does not require any tools at all it's completely 100% free 99 Seriously, Um, your intuition comes from, quote unquote, from within Um, this. You can use tools to enhance your intuition. There are certain tools, especially many, many, many of us earth creatures really resonate with crystals because they are such old beings of the earth. So many of us feel this very long and deep connection to crystals. Um, that is a really lovely way to, uh, provide yourself with a physical focal point that will help you connect with your intuition because certain crystals will activate or open your third eye or your crown chakra. And this is I honestly believe in my heart and soul that you can access your intuition through any and all chakra points. Um, But the third eye and the crown can be a bit easier for people that specifically have a hard time kind of spiritually connecting and kind of letting go of skepticism and letting go of cynicism and stuff, Um, specifically working with the water element and the air element, and honestly, the fire element, honestly, get out of your earth a little bit, (laughs) and uh, specifically try and activate activate and open your third eye, Uh, that is going to almost speed up or almost accelerate the process a little bit for somebody who might have a hard time. But there are crystals that will specifically do this. My personal favorite is fluorite. A very, very popular one is lapis lazuli. Another very popular one that actually is very comparable to lapis is sodalite. I love sodalite. Moonstone, rainbow moonstone, lovely for doing this, just like its masculine counterpart, labradorite. Okay, so these are all some really, really common ones. You can also just look up crystals to activate intuition or crystals to activate psychic powers um, and kind of go with the crystals that are calling you. The ones that are calling you, you can throw definitions and and whatever you find on the internet to the wind because if a crystal is calling to you and it's helping you connect with and open your intuition, go with that, baby. Go with that. <laughs> now, <clears throat> one thing I did want to touch on that might help those of you 
trying to kind of more specifically locate and bond with your intuition is uh, learning the clairs. Have you have you heard of the clairs in psychic work? So the four clairs are clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, and claircognizance. And these are different energetic and natural abilities that we have. And I personally believe that very, very similar to your astrological chart, we technically house all of these within us. But I think that we're born in certain lifetimes with like different combinations of strengths of each of them. So I think that in one lifetime, you might be more prone or connected to or resonate with clairvoyance. And maybe in another one, it's claircognizance. However, because this is intuitive work, you can tap in, you can learn about, you can strengthen and practice any and all of these. Um, I don't recommend overwhelming yourself and trying to purposefully be this jack of all trades. I recommend going with what seems to resonate with you the most and really getting that down and really practicing that regularly and feeling really comfortable with that. And then maybe moving on to another one. The other ones might even kind of pop in here and there. um, And I'll kind of take you through my example as I go through what each of those are. But, you know, I... I don't want you to be honestly an extremist in, in, on either end of the spectrum here. Don't try and be this like master of all trades and, and literally overwhelm your third eye and your crown and your intuition, right? Well, don't overwhelm your human body and your human form here. Um, but also don't feel like I can't do that. I can't do that. There's no way, like, just give these things a try. Do still step outside your comfort zone and and give it some legitimate time, okay? Because some of these things take a long time to not only awaken, activate, but then connect with and strengthen, okay? So give yourself some time. Don't be in such a rush. So clairvoyance, this is probably the most commonly talked about one. Um, or the most commonly heard term, this is when you receive messages or the way your intuition communicates with you is through images or visuals in your mind. Sometimes for some people that visual is a little bit more external and outside of their body and they can like see things around people, like see things around people's bodies or see shadows or auras or things like this. Um, Sometimes it's images within the mind. Okay. But either way, we're really dealing with visuals. Clairaudience is going to be uh, hearing voices or hearing sounds or hearing messages. Okay. Um, Sometimes it is in your own voice, but it's definitely... It's definitely a hearing. It's not necessarily a knowing within because that's a different type. Clear audience is for people that are not for people. Um, those of you that are clear audience, you, I mean, you hear someone's voice and it, it might be definitely separate from your own or you hear a certain sound or you hear a certain song that again is not playing this can come from within or it feels like you can sound hear it outside of you but no one else around you can hear it okay it's clear audience clairsentience this is actually probably the most common because this is a an empath okay this is when we really tap into our empathic abilities um and this is an understanding through feeling. So you are very, very sensitive to emotional energies from anyone and anything, pretty much. And then finally, we have claircognizance. And this is a psychic or intuitive knowing, okay? This is something popping into your head. Um, And usually, at least for me, it's it's it is in my own voice. It's in my own internal voice. It's not someone else. Um, it's definitely just this knowing like my brain all of a sudden downloaded that information. (laughs) 
That's why in clear cognizance, we refer to this as a download, okay? This is why we have the ability to channel. There are people born, like I said, with certain sensitivities, and it might be easier for them to access these abilities. Um, And for some people, it might just be a challenge in this life form. But I truly, truly believe that if you are interested in any of these, let's say you are like, no, I'm definitely clairsentient. Absolutely. But clear audience, like that just sounds so magical and so cool. I'd love to learn more about that. Do it. Learn more about it and practice it. I'm going to link at the end a couple of different resources and one of the websites I found I really enjoyed. She gave a little intuitive uh, practicing exercise at the end of each one of these. So I will share that for you on our uh, resources page, okay? Now, on to spirit messages. That was psychic powers. That is intuition. What about spirit messages? So spirit messages come from not your intuition. This comes from your spirit guides. This comes from spirits or ghosts or people that have passed on. Uh, This can be spirit or God or the universe. This can be angels, guardian angels or archangels. This can be ancestors. This can be your deities. The point is, is that this message comes from outside of you and it happens in your external world. Um, It could look like numbers, uh, animals, like seeing a specific animal or seeing odd or noteworthy animal behavior. Uh, This could be a certain song that comes on the radio at a specific time that makes you go, what? Uh, It could be that turning to that book page It could be uh, that sign from the weather that day. It's those things, honestly, the best way to define it, it's those things that make you like get the big giant eyes emoji, right? That you're like, what? Oh my God. Like those undeniable signs. And it's this spirit message from one or more of these entities, right? That's usually on your spirit team. And usually what hits you that, that like feeling that like chill, like what? Oh my God, this means something. That is when the message is received by your intuition. Okay. That's when the connection happens itself. Sometimes you are going to receive big, what we would call quote unquote, like those big crazy signs, right? Uh, that you see, I just had somebody reach out to me, uh, very recently in the last few weeks, And she had seen some crazy behavior from squirrels in her community. Multiple days, very, to the point where she told me, I feel like I'm, I was witnessing real life Snow White fantasy, like right in front of me. Uh, These, these are the types of noteworthy signs that I'm talking about. Now, when we get these huge, big signs, These can be for a couple of reasons. One, you might have been stuck in a pattern where you've been ignoring your intuition. You might be at a place where your intuition is awakening. So these signs are now becoming more prevalent. Or the message itself that they're sending you is just big in context. Okay. Uh, Now, the best way to interpret these, this is, I will hand it to you, you're right, from going from psychic powers and intuition to spirit messages to divination, we will somewhat increase in, I don't like this word for it, but difficulty. And it's not actually difficult, but they do, uh, interpreting messages, whether it's these spirit messages or it's through specific I sat down and I did divination. Um, The actual interpretation part of that practice and process takes a lot of practice, okay? It's okay. Definitely, definitely take that seed of patience into all of these practices. Be gentle and patient with yourself. These things can be really, really tough, okay? 
But the best way to kind of get started in that, let's say you're seeing a specific animal over and over and over again, everywhere you go, butterflies, 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 butterflies. It's not just butterflies in nature. It's seeing the butterfly symbol. It's someone who keeps wearing a butterfly necklace around you. It's right. It's this song coming on that has the word butterflies in it over and over again. This is the first and easy step to do whenever you're getting whatever it is, whether it's numbers, animals, a song, any of that. I promise you, I know that your gut instinct is going to be to ignore your intuition because again, we've been taught that that inner truth and voice is meaningless. And so we, many of us seek external confirmation and validation for these messages. But I promise you that the strongest message is going to be found within. So Before you go research, because I'm not telling you not to, but before, at least ask yourself, what does this animal mean to me? In my personal life and or just in my, my personal understanding and experience, okay? Butterflies are a really common sign and symbol for change, transformation, and metamorphosis. Most of us know this, but butterflies to you could have a meaning that's like a hundred layers way deeper than that. So this is why it's really, really important to start there first because spirit or your guides, they're using that butterfly for a specific reason, especially when we get these signs that are just repeated, repeated, repeated the same number, the same animal, the same song, right? There are times where I felt like a song was chasing me. And no, not just a popular one that they overplay on the radio. (laughs) But I mean, it'll feel like this obscure song that like definitely means something to me is like following me around all of a sudden. That's for a reason. So especially when you get that repeat aspect, um, go within first. What does it mean to you? And or what has your personal experience been with that symbol? Okay. Uh, then do not be afraid to research. I think one of the hardest things though is that your research may come up bunk. And I get that feeling. I do. I think that this can happen for a couple of reasons. Number one, check your Google search. (laughs) Are you using too many words? Are you putting way too specific of a sentence into Google? Oftentimes I Google something that people tell me. I searched and searched and I couldn't find anything. And literally I search it one time and I find multiple resources within the first try. So I do think a lot of it is in how I search things. So just use keywords. And so you could just write a butterfly symbol Symbol of number one. Symbolism is another word that would be good. If you put in, sometimes you could use the word meaning. Uh, So meaning of a cardinal, which is a bird, a red bird. Meaning of a certain shape, right? I keep being surrounded by stars. Stars keep following me everywhere. You can look up like spiritual significance of stars. But remember that in order for Google to pull something up, somebody has to have used those exact words. So do change up and and diversify your actual Google search. But almost more importantly, don't be afraid to speak back. If your guides, your ancestors, your angels are talking to you and you know that they're talking to you and you're just like, I don't know what it means. I'll tell you something. If you're one of my many, many people that I absolutely love that come to me more than once or frequently asking about, I keep being chased by these numbers. I keep being chased by this animal. I keep being chased by this symbol or this song, whatever it is. I promise you that the reason whatever I tell you each time is not landing is because I can't give you the answer to something that is so internal and this like really meaningful and intimate knowing and understanding between you and your spirit team. So what I advise so many of you is to just talk back. Ask them, what are you talking about? 
Say the words, I'm listening. Say the words, I'm open to receiving my messages for my highest good. Say, I hear you, spirits. What are you trying to tell me? You can say, you can say, I'm having a hard time understanding the meaning of the message in this form. Can you send it to me in another way? And then leave it and have a little patience. It might happen in that moment. It might happen later, okay? Um, But have a little patience, have a little trust, and don't be afraid to just talk back. They're starting a conversation. There's nothing dangerous in having a conversation. Another thing I want to note, and this is true for all three of these anyways, um, anyone can, anyone can do this. Everybody receives spirit messages, all people. Not everybody is aware of them. Not everyone's cognizant of them. Um, not everyone gives a shit about them. All those things are fine and teach their own on their own path. But again, this is not something that uh, only a certain amount of people are born with or whatever, which is why it's so important that we don't get swept up in some of those spiritual scammers, right? That will make you think without me, you couldn't get this message. Without me, this reading won't come through. Without me, your ancestors, they've been trying to contact you and you haven't been listening. Okay, they'll find another way to talk to you. All you have to do is open on your end and receive and speak back and start a reciprocal relationship, okay? So anyone that ever tells you that this is a special ability that you don't have is honestly literally lying to you to take your money. So please, 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 please don't fall for that. And finally, let's move into divination. I first want to just read you a couple of definitions of of (laughs) A couple definitions of the word definition. No, I'm going to read you a couple of definitions of the word divination. According to Wikipedia, this is the attempt to gain insight into a question or situation by way of an occultic standardized process or ritual. According to Oxford Dictionary, divination is the practice of seeking knowledge of the future or the unknown by supernatural means. Um, I actually like both of these pretty well. I think I like the Oxford definition the best. It's pretty open. Um, I don't think that, I don't know. I think that it can be a standardized process, like it says on Wikipedia, but I also think it doesn't have to be a standardized process either. Here's what I'll say with div- uh, with divination and kind of the key differences here between these other things we've talked about. Number one, this is going to be a thing that you like sit down and do in order to gain information. This is not a download. This is not a message that comes to you. This is something that you sit down and you do on purpose. Okay. Number one, divination is like an action. This is like a, a, a verb. Uh, it does frequently use many forms of of divination do frequently use specific tools or specific methods. Um, But some forms of divination are more open-ended and I'll go into a couple of examples. Don't worry. Some forms of divination may or may not require a trance state. At the very least, I would say pretty much all divination. Mm, I don't love that absolute, but kind of. Pretty much all divination. Ah, that's a better way. Effective divination, um, at the very least, should be coming from a very meditative space. You don't have to literally be in meditation, but I would not ever, ever, ever recommend anybody do aggressive, rushed, hustled or forced divination. Um, it needs to come from a very connected, grounded, calm, peaceful, um, meditative headspace. So however you are able to, to get to that headspace, um, that's why, you know, some people use tools. It helps them really focus their actual mindset into the process, which helps them then open up and it is much more effective for their interpretation therein. But some people also use substances, for example. So some people purposefully use 
alcohol, uh, cannabis, um, hallucinogens. There are different types of roots and plants. Uh, there's different types of aromatherapy. There's different types of foods and teas that you can consume. There are all kinds of things on this earth. Some were born of this earth and some are synthetic or made by humans. Um, and some people use these substances to achieve this trance state or meditative state. We'll kind of talk a little bit more about this at the very, very end when we talk about our safety stuff. Um, if you are not comfortable with or just not ready to practice reaching a trance state with or without a substance, quite honestly, um, then practice and try out the other forms of divination that don't really require that almost, I don't even know how to describe it, that, that intense of a, of an energy space. Trance state can just be intense. It's not scary. It's not inherently bad. It just can be very, very intense. And you need to be very well seasoned, practicing very regular cleansing and grounding to do this. Um, otherwise, you can just kind of funk with your own energy, quite honestly, with your own energy field. So some examples of divination and people this fucking list is humongous. Not the list I'm going to read to you because I, I really whittled it down, but I'm going to link a list of divination methods on the resources page. It's insane. <laughs> it's huge. I knew it was long. I haven't looked at it in a few years, but holy shit, I forgot how long it is. Now, do not at me. I'm going to link Wikipedia because I don't care. It's just a jumping off point for words so that if any of them jump out at you or any of their definitions jump out at you, you know the name or the label of the type of definition you're talking about. And you can go elsewhere onto your favorite blog articles or ask your favorite witches or spiritual practitioners about that form of divination. Okay. You don't have, to, I'm not saying Wikipedia is the star stellar, amazing resource, but this is a really, really wonderful starting point. Um, really great jumping off place because it's fucking huge. This list is so overwhelming. Okay. So I included a lot of the common ones, a lot of the ones that I get asked about a lot. So all of these are forms of divination, tarot, pendulum work, runes, like reading runes or casting stones or casting shells, um, reading tea leaves, uh, speaking to the dead, that's necromancy, using spirit tools like a, like a spirit board or a Ouija board, okay? All of these are forms of divination where we're sitting down and we're like purposefully asking for insight like, like that definition said, it could either be about the future or just the unknown in, gen in, in general. So we're just asking for insight from through this tool or method. The reason that this is really, really effective, and don't get me wrong, psychic powers and your intuition super duper come into play with divination. Super duper comes into play with spirit messages. And that's why we started with intuition. That's why we started with psychic powers because really strengthening that and strengthening that bond with your intuition is going to make your connection with your spirit team and therefore receiving their messages much more effective. And the same goes for divination. Your entire process is going to be so much smoother, so much easier, honestly, and just so much better and more elevated. Um, and when I say elevated, I mean like meaningful to you, more profound and resonate better with a nice, strong relationship and connection with our intuition. Okay. So don't think that these are like, when we're in divination, we're not using our psychic powers or abilities. We absolutely, absolutely are. That's the best place to start. Um, in divination though, in fact, we kind of actually went through these like I said, in an order of almost difficulty or experience, I would, I would really start with your psychic powers, your spirit messages you probably already received. So these are the two great works to, to practice in. And then as you start feeling ready, find a form of divination that speaks to you and try it out. If it sticks, awesome. If it doesn't, awesome. That's okay. Wait till you see the list. There are so many things to try. There are seriously so, so, so many things to try. Um, 
And you might even come on here and see a word and be like, I don't know why that means something to me, but it freaking does. And then you search about it and you find this deity it's connected with or this culture it's connected with. And it's part of your heritage maybe, right? So start with the list. I think that that's going to be a really, really wonderful way. And actually, when we get into a nice meditative state and we really open ourselves up to receiving spirit messages and we go on a list like this and open ourselves up for, okay, what am I drawn to? That's called bibliomancy, which is a form of divination. When we let words kind of pop out to us and and lead us down the path of our, our highest good or our intuition and lead us uh, honestly to our our spiritual team and our spiritual path or our soul's path. So this is also going to just reiterate it, something anyone and everyone can do. Anyone can do divination. Okay. There are probably forms of divination that are either closed practices or frowned upon people practicing outside of that. Again, let's practice responsibility and do your own due diligence in your research and your ethics. Um, but divination as a whole, uh, is, again, this is not only for certain people. Anybody can learn. It's just a process. It's just a method. You'll see that when you see the list. Tarot is just the interpretation of cards. Dowsing or pendulum work is just the interpretation of the movements of a pendulum. Runes, you're interpreting their shapes and their messages. Tea leaves, you're interpreting any shapes or symbols that come out of it. There, it that's That in and of itself is just a practice that anyone can do. The practice and art of interpreting symbols. God, honestly, that's an even better base example of or definition of divination, honestly. And then you apply those symbols into some bigger meaning or understanding for yourself, okay? Same concept here. Um, some symbols and meanings might come through and they come through really strong and you're like, ah, oh, but I don't know what that means. I definitely, definitely saw a crow, but I just don't understand that significance at all. Maybe you really reflected within. Maybe you looked it up online and it's just not sticking. That's okay. The message revealed itself, but the meaning has not yet. And that's okay. It can, are you ready? PSA. It can take years, up to years, to fully receive full meaning on a message that you received. And are you like, well, that sucks. That's fine that it sucks. But that is true. So be patient with yourself. Um, the meaning will always come when it's supposed to or when you're ready. And if if it's not coming, you're blocking it. And you're blocking it for a reason, most likely. If you find that you're repeatedly blocking that's where we need to like go in and identify some blockages. Quite honestly, that's shadow work, my loves. Um, now, before we sign off for today, though, let's talk a little bit about using responsibly. So I think that the biggest holdup for everybody is, I've heard that bad things can happen to you. I heard you could get possessed or haunted or all these things, right? Um, or cursed or here's a deal. Here's a deal. Similar to how I said at the very, very beginning. The issue is not that these practices are inherently evil or bad. Obviously, we are born with these for a reason. Um, we're born with the ability to connect with our spirit team for a reason, and we are being called to reconnect with them and strengthen that bond for a reason. Um, the issue arises when we are not practicing responsibly. It's the same thing as anything we do on earth. Anything that you like or brings you growth or joy, whether it's, let's say it's working out, you can definitely work out irresponsibly in a way that is very damaging to your body and your mind and your spirit. Can you not? Yes, you can. And the same thing goes for these kinds of practices. You can do any practice in a really damaging way. So it's important that we practice things responsibly, right? Now, the best way to do that is to ground regularly. Oh my God, I cannot stress this enough. I know we talk about it all the time, but it's so, so, so important when we, especially in divination, okay, because it's this, it can be a really intense practice, right? We sit down, we really devote and bring forth and put out all of this really direct energy. 
It is important that we balance that out. We come back down to earth, okay? When we're when we're divining like that, we're raising our vibration, we're entering and and we're sitting in the ether and this is amazing. But you were born here on earth and you are not meant to live in the ether. That's not the life form you chose for this incarnation. And so you got to come back down. Here's the deal. If you're like, well, what if I don't? Well, the deal is, is that the divine energy exchange will still, it will, the universe is going to balance it out anyways. Okay. And so what's going to happen is you're going to be almost dragged or forced back down to earth. And you're going to feel this like, almost like you get hit by a train. The the more intense the ritual, the more intense the method or practice, the more that you raise your vibration, I promise you, the harder body slam back down to earth. And basically it's it's the universe's or or your soul's way of of bringing your awareness back earthside or bringing your awareness back to a physical locality so we can avoid this. Sometimes it looks like getting raging headaches, intense nausea, getting easily dehydrated, feeling really off or not yourself or out of source, out of sorts. Essentially, you're going to be called to nurture and take care of your body. Okay. So to avoid this, you could just, you could just do that on purpose. (laughs) So just, so just choose to ground, just do it yourself. And that way you can do it in a really lovely nurturing and gentle way so that we don't get this body slam back down to earth. Um, I've done a couple of, we've talked a little bit about grounding and cleansing. So make sure that you uh, go back and listen to those episodes if you need any kind of refresher or anything like that. Um, I've done a cleansing episode and then grounding, I believe is a video I did on Instagram. I'll link that. I'll be updating that and putting a new one on YouTube very, very soon. So I'll, I'll let y'all know when that's ready as well. But those are a good place to start. Um, if you need to familiarize yourself with energetic cleansing and energetic grounding, energetic cleansing, um, just like we talked about in the cleansing one-on-one episode, just like we talked about on the home and hearth episode, right? How important cleansing is in general. So I'm not going to get too into like the methodology and how you do that. But just know that it is, it should be really, really coupled with your grounding practice. And again, you should do this before and after really specific intentional uh, divination or ritual work like this. Um, Sometimes if you find yourself, maybe you didn't sit down and intend to have a conversation with your spirit guide, but they needed to come through and they needed a channel and they downloaded a bunch to you. Even though you didn't sit down and ask for that, I still want you to cleanse and ground afterwards. Okay. Because of this, the same exact concept. Um, but if you are planning it out, make sure you do a before and after. Um, And honestly, not to be too much like your witchy mom, but please do use substances any kind responsibly, okay? They can definitely help. I am not going to sit here and argue and say that you have to be 100% sober in order to to fully access your powers or that um, you have to use a certain substance in order to access your powers or your abilities. I I don't feel that way in either case. I think that all of us are very different. I think that all of our souls are in a very different path when it comes to external substances. And so for some of us, it's more dangerous to consider using and trying different substances, even if it is just a tea or just a root. Um, it's it's okay if you're really sensitive to those things and you feel safer skipping those altogether. And it's okay if you don't struggle with substance abuse or you don't struggle with using substances of any kind irresponsibly. And so you do have this really aligned and authentic way to use different tools or substances that help you achieve a certain meditative or trance-like state, okay? I am never here to judge you. I want you to be safe and I want you to take care of yourself. Um, And then finally, I want to leave you with do not forget your orbs. 
don't forget your protection, okay? Just because we open ourselves up doesn't mean all of a sudden all these spiritual daggers are going to fly in at us, but you are more open and you are more vulnerable. And just because it's not going to maybe automatically mean harm, it could still like throw off your day, throw off your energy. And it's something that's so easily preventable just by incorporating some really easy protection work. So you can envision a protective orb around you. You could carry a certain crystal. You can wear a certain necklace or piece of jewelry or wear a certain accessory, wear a certain color outfit that day, um, carry a certain object with you that's meaningful to you, right? Anything that brings or, or that brings that feeling of protection or that you associate with protective energy, use that. Okay. Particularly during any kind of these practices and after for a little while and just follow your intuition. You can tell when you need something and when you don't. That little nudge in the morning. I don't know why I felt like I should wear this protective necklace, but I did do it. What's going to harm it? plan your outfit around the necklace. I do it all the time. And you know what? I'm always glad that I listened to my intuition. All right, everybody. This was so, so much fun. I absolutely love talking about this with all of you. If this brought up any questions for any of you, please, as you know, head over to thatwitchnextdoor.com slash conjure that witch and send me a message. Um, you can also follow me over on uh, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, YouTube, and connect with me there if there's anything that you want further insight into. But I do want to say, make sure you are on the wait list for that witch school. And if you haven't seen or RSVP'd yet for our first free group tutoring call, please. I'll drop that info here in the, in the show notes for you. But if you're already interested in that witch school, okay, I am going to be offering a very, very, very special offer and gift to all of you at that group tutoring call. So it's not something that you want to miss. Um, and if you have any questions about that, of course I'm here. I'm, I'm wide open. I'd love to answer them for you. But we are really going to dive into these specific practices and do little mini lessons and trainings on strengthening intuition, on spirit messages, on certain symbolisms, on certain practices of divination. We're going to do all of that inside of that witch school. So if that's something that you're really interested in, you're going to want to be there. All right, my loves, you're amazing. I love you. I hope that you have an amazing, fun, relaxing, whatever you need weekend. Have fun, stay safe, and stay magical out there. Hey, magical human. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of That Witch Podcast. If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is to share with a friend or give a shout out on your social media. You can also leave a five-star rating and review on both Apple and Spotify. And if you can't get enough of all of our witchy, magical content here in the neighborhood, you definitely want to make sure you're subscribed to my email newsletter, That Witch Gazette. It's a really fun, really convenient, one-stop shop to stay up to date on all of the news and happenings here in our neighborhood. If you have any questions, suggestions, ideas for the show, or if you'd like to sponsor an episode, you can send me a message at thatwitchnextdoor.com slash conjurethatwitch. Thank you so much. I'll see you all next time.